0: Welcome to the Next Level American Dream podcast brought to you by Thompson Multifamily Group. Your hosts, Abigail and Sean, will discuss how you can take your American dream to the next level through real estate investing, business practices, and personal development. Join us as we share our experiences as a father-daughter duo who are trying to accomplish their goal of financial freedom. We hope you learn more about how to define and achieve your American dream, here's another episode of next level american dream welcome to the next level american dream podcast we have a wonderful guest for you today but first please make sure you have subscribed if you have not already we also love getting your feedback through likes comments ratings and reviews Today, Sean has a conversation with Jespreet Babaha. Jespreet is the CEO of JGB LLC, which allowed him to have the freedom to spend his time with his family and generate income on his own terms. During the episode, Jespreet touches on his path to private lending and single family real estate, what his transition looked like, and how he structures his business. If you found any value from today's episode, then please share it with a friend and help us grow. If you want more information on our sponsor, then visit thompsonmultifamilygroup.com to start taking your American dream to the next level through passive investing.
1: Hi, just Breed. How are you doing? Welcome to the next Little American dream podcast.
0: Thanks, man. I'm doing well. Uh, how are you?
1: Good, good. Let's start with just telling the listeners a little bit about where you, your background is and where you come from and, and where you're, where you're landing today.
2: All right, well, I was uh, born and raised in India actually, and been in the US about 25 years. And now I live in the Northern California Bay Area region, beautiful, sunshine. And I primarily invest out of state, 100% basically out of state. I don't really own or control anything in real estate in California. And that was something that I came to after years of uh, working on W2. I was working at banks before, and then I worked at a healthcare company for the past uh, eight years up until 2019. When I quit my job, I had a pension plan in place. I had full retirement benefits, healthcare, all that. And just said, you know what? It's just not worth it. And and like we talked about the American dream, sort of to get there, I just couldn't see myself attaining that by staying in that position. So now I I invest in real estate through a special niche, which is private lending, specifically in the Indianapolis market around the smaller loan balances that none of these big banks want to look at. And I'm helping investors uh, that are lenders or want to be lenders connect with investors who are already out there doing active deals, whether it be flips, burrs, short-term rentals, wholetailing, wholesaling, any of these real estate businesses that they're actively running, and they would love to get capital to scale their businesses and grow the number of deals they're doing per month or per year. And so people who've done one deal or people who've done 3,865 now, I think, deals and and i'm helping them across the table so it's just it's an amazing feeling to be able to help people that are on both sides of the coin people who are looking to deploy the capital and people who are looking for more capital to do their deals that they're already successful in and connecting the dots and and making everyone uh, a winner at the end
1: yeah that's good so if you don't mind i'm just gonna back up a little bit and you so you 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 were born in India and you came to this country with your family I guess right yes yes and you did you you kind of went down the traditional went to school started what? a, a, a W two job and you were in your job what what was it that kind of made you start to think hey I, I need to carve my own path here what was it that sort of ca- you know catalyzed that for you.
2: I think, I mean, I had friends who were even more successful than I were in in the W2 space. And they were always talking about, man, I got to quit this rat race. I got to get out of this thing. And I played monopoly my whole life as a kid, but never thought about the whole, well, having assets and the difference between assets and liabilities. You know, I was talking about, oh man, I'm going to buy this. And I did, I bought this $800,000 house, $900,000 house in California. And we're going, oh my God. Yeah, we're, you know, $685,000 in debt. Yay, this is awesome. And I can afford to pay that. But then I said, oh my God, that's just look at all the debt that I have. And, and to go from that, you know, rich dad, poor dad of, of assets versus liabilities and to see how I could succeed in life. That's what changed the mindset. And these guys telling me, look, you got to get into investing. You got to get into getting assets under control. And so my friends just sort of pushed me towards that Indianapolis market and said, look, let's just help you buy a $40,000 duplex. You got $80,000 sitting in your bank doing nothing. Let, let's just put it to work. And so that's what I did. I bought a $40,000 duplex in Indianapolis in 2017, and it was renting for $600 a site. And I was like, oh, that's actually not bad. $40,000 and $1,200 a site in rent, or or, sorry, total in rent. This is is awesome. No debt. I think that's what got my mindset shifting. And and that's what diverted me away from the W-2 and started focusing on a business and real estate and getting equity and, and getting assets under control. Versus just working for someone else on their time, on their demands, on their schedules and not having any control.
1: So you had, you had friends that were in that investment space and that they could guide yeah. you through, they could guide you through the startup of getting that first property. definitely. Uh, and yeah. they were encouraging you to kind of, to, to try it. And yep. that's what, that's what opened your eyes to, Hey, this is possible. and And this is, this is something I like doing, right?
2: Yeah, exactly. I bought my first house in, uh, in the Bay Area in, in Northern California in 2013. We moved out of that into a much bigger home in 2016, and we rented it out. Mm-hmm. And between the time of 2016 to 2018, by the time I sold that, the rent that I was getting was literally almost to the dollar, the exact amount of expenses I had, including reserves, Uh, HVAC repairs or yard maintenance, loan, PITI, all that included it. I was literally just breaking even for those two years that I held it. But my property gained value about $150,000 in those two years that I held it. And so getting that much equity in hand, but when I sold it and that too, because I'd lived in it before and sold it, so it was all tax-free gains and it just, it blew my mind. I bought it for 700,000 and sold it for a million in 2018 right so that that dollar amount gain of that three hundred thousand was just amazing to me to see the power of real estate, and so that was just around the time that I was just getting into, into investing in 2017 at the end of 2017, so it just it all sort of you know came together and led me down the path of let's let's quit this job and get into real estate full time
1: yeah. Well, it's good that you had those friends that could show you kind of the path to get into those things and encourage you to do those things. You weren't looking at real estate really other than your personal house before that, were you? No? Okay. No, exactly. Yeah. And so let's, let's rewind back to your, the first duplex you bought, you bought the duplex and and that sort of ran its course. How did you kind of go from that first property as an investment property to placing the debt in, in for other people that are, that are flipping houses?
2: So as I was buying properties in 2017, I was getting in touch with wholesalers. I was getting in touch with more brokers to get more deal flow, to get more evaluations done. And through that process, one of the wholesalers reached out in 2018 and said, hey, I would like to borrow X amount of money to go buy this deal. And I'm going to list it on the open market and sell it within three months. I'll still pay you at least this much interest no matter what. And if it goes beyond that, I'll continue to pay at this percentage rate. And I said, all right, I mean, it's a dollar amount seems high. I've never put that much money into anything in my life. Let's talk about it. And it took me about two weeks to learn the things ins and outs of at least what I needed to feel comfortable to do that one deal. And the asset was worth 300,000 and he wanted to borrow 225. And I said, you know what? That just, it just makes perfect sense. There's enough equity to deal that I'll be safe. Let's go ahead and do it. And three months later, lo and behold, he sold it for 425 and he made an amazing lot of money. I made a great return. So, wow. I mean, I. mean, 12% return on something that I held for barely three months and I had no liability. It just, it just made sense. So I ramped up to like six deals, six loans within six months after that. So that's how I got started. It was just someone reaching out and said, Hey, I need money. Do you have it? Sure. Let's do it.
1: And so what is your, what's sort of your biggest, I guess the biggest concern you have when, with doing that business? I, I, I understand the business a little bit, but when you're, is it just working with operators that you know, like, and trust? Is it analyzing the deals that you're looking at? What is it that's that you sort of have to overcome to be successful in, in placing that capital?
2: I think for me, it's about the assets more than it is the operators. Because when I do private loans, I don't look at W-2s. I don't look at tax returns. I don't look at debt to income ratios. I look at the overall person that's doing the deal to see how they handle their money. I see their credit scores, I see their credit histories, but I'm not using that number to determine if I'm giving them the loan. That's just to help me understand how do I then adjust my risk or how do I adjust my return for that additional risk if they have a low credit score and bad debt, then how do I adjust my returns or my interest rates or points or fees that I charge them or the amount of money that I give them as a loan to a cost to then get to make sure that I'm safe in the deal. So, to me, the person is, is important enough to say, all right, if I'm going to do the deal or not, but the asset is way more important. So, I look at how much is the asset worth right now as it is? What is it going to take to get to the ARV that they're talking about? What is it actually going to be in the end? And, God forbid, if I could take over the asset, is it in a location that I'll be okay holding it? Can I flip it? Does the number make sense? So, I'm evaluating the deals as if I was doing the deal myself. And then, based on that, I can help place the capital.
1: And you mitigated some of that risk as well by staying with the market that you understand you're, so you, you do exclusively the Indianapolis market. Yep. And so that's another way for you to kind of secure your, I guess, comfort level with, with, with placing those loans, right?
2: Exactly. Because if I can have a team that I have done deals with before, whether it be the legal team, the title companies, the broker, the GC, the handyman, the short-term rental operator that I have or the property managers that I have for long-term rentals, it just, knowing that I have a team in place that can handle any situation that may come up with a loan going bad. It gives me the warm and fuzzy factor that I need to be able to stay comfortable and keep continuing to place money in that deal or in that location.
1: Right. And you know, so the other thing I, I, there's a limit to what you can do. I mean, you're, you're obviously going to have only a certain amount of money that you have, that you can place. Right. So what you, I guess what you figured out is that you can, there's, there's other people. One of the things I realized in my business was there's people out there that have capital and they're trying to deploy it but yeah. they they don't have they don't have the time to learn it, real estate they don't they they don't know how to learn real estate they just haven't you know or they don't they don't know where to put it right they just they yeah. haven't educated themselves they've been busy being the ex- excellent doctors or or you know computer programmers or whatever they do Yep. And that's what they focus on. And they're, they're, they're worried about being good at that. They haven't had, you know, they, they don't have yeah. spare time to go out and be an expert in real estate, right? Exactly. So and they, they're they invest for... the traditional route.
2: They just go, all right, yeah. well, here's my 401k. Here's my IRA. Here's my right. you know investment fund or something and stocks. And all right, let's just, let's just go with whatever my advisor is telling me based on the traditional options that we have. And the alternative right. assets are just not something that they're aware of or comfortable with.
1: Yeah. And they, and they, I I know a ton of my investors, they've, they've been looking for ways to get out of those traditional investments. You know, they, the volatility in markets make them nervous, you know, they like more security. And so what you, I guess what my, my point is that you've been able to find a few of those people interested in placing their capital in real estate. And you've been able to help them kind of do that with your experience and with what you have going on. So they don't have to be the expert. They can just rely on you. And so you've been able to expand your business from where you were just with your capital to other people's capital and still placing more and more capital in that market, right?
2: Correct, yeah. It just allows me the ability to help people place their funds and allows me to help the investors grow their business. So it just, these people are coming to me and saying, look, I got 50,000 in my account or I can borrow 50,000 from my HELOC or I can borrow 150,000 from my HELOC, but I just don't know where I can put that money where I know that I can get it back and do it again in a short term enough timeframe. And so the the ability to get loans that are let's say three to six months, which is the average duration of loans that I help place for whether it be a bird deal or a quick flip or a wholetail that might even take less than two months to get the asset under control, paint, clean up a little bit, put two thousand in and then list it on the market and sell it. Those things allow the investors to have quick access to their capital. And as they are learning the real estate space, or they they have a crypto deal that they wanted to put money in, or they wanted to back a race car driver out of their self-directed IRA, or they wanted to put money in a multifamily syndication, or they wanted to do their own flips. It just allows people to have quick turnaround of their capital while still getting an amazing double-digit return, and staying safe as a first position lean against a physical asset that has a net worth of something. They know that there's value in the land, in the building, and they can stay secure in that deal knowing that it's not just a paper of a company that may have a operator go bad and now the company's worth nothing. Well, and they have no assets, they're gonna liquidate and they have so many other liens in place before you ever get paid back as an investor in an unsecured position. So they love the comfort level of knowing that, okay, if we are putting money through discreet in one of these deals, If the deal goes south, God forbid, which I will tell you of the 200 plus loans that I have now either placed my own money in or other people's money into, not one has gone into late payment, default, foreclosure, none of that scenario just yet. And and that's the power of private lending. You're able to negotiate things. You have direct contact with the lender, person to person. There's a network, there's a relationship there that you can leverage and you can adjust things as needed. And so people are able to say, all right, well, let's just put this money here and the deal goes south. God forbid, the borrower isn't able to pay and he vanishes. Well, you can take control of the asset. If the asset that when you then say, all right, just read that. I got the foreclosure process done through your lawyer. Let's get your uh, GC team and your realtor involved and they do the rehab and they list it. And now you're, let's say you're still $20,000 short. Well, now you can take that and go get a judgment against the entity that that was borrowed in. And if the entity doesn't have assets, you can then go get a, a personal guarantee, which I always make sure that every borrower puts on their deals, is a personal guarantee. So now you can go after them personally, and garnish wages, go after their personal assets, depending on where they're at, and then recoup your money. So it's just there are multiple layers of security built into a private loan that are just not available in even alternate asset classes, whether it be crypto or syndications or uh, burrs and flips of your own. You just don't have that ability to go after someone else and, and let the liability stay with them while still generating a double return on your investment.
1: Yeah. It's, it's just risk mitigation on, on exactly. several layers there. And it does, it does add a quite a bit of safety to, well, as safe as this stuff gets, right? I mean, there's a exactly. the risk in all of it, but all right, all right. Um, so you sort of, did that happen sort of organically that you found other people that wanted to invest? How did that, how did that transition happen? You were investing yourself. And then yep. how did it start to transition where someone came to you and said, Hey, I, I want to do this too.
2: I think it was more just of a organic growth was me reaching out to my dad and saying, Hey pops, I have uh, run out of the hundreds of thousands that I wanted to invest. I've still got another deal that just came to my desk. They need 60 grand. You got the money. It's like, eh, yeah, but why would I wouldn't want to give it to them. And then sort of helping him understand that. All right, let, let's do it. And now I think my father alone has probably done 45, 60 deals through me. Where he's placed his money through me and then as we're doing that then the investors that i was uh, helping they wanted to start expanding so they they were telling other investors like hey just reach out some money or he can help you get some great terms and help you expand and so they would reach out and i said like, all right well now i don't have the money dad doesn't have the money what do i do so i started reaching out to friends and other family and saying all right hey look i've got this amazing investment vehicle let's help you put the money and then i got uh, invited to a few different podcasts out of my website and that just sort of helped drive a lot of traffic to people saying, "All right, well, just we've heard you talk, we've heard your story, and we, we love your track record. We, we love the fact that you're hyper focused on this one market, and you're not, you know, evaluating 17 different markets nationwide and dealing with judicial versus non-judicial states, personal guarantee versus non-personal guarantee states, and just you know what you're talking about clearly based on your track record. Let's just see if uh, we can work together, and that's how just organic growth happened. I'm not out there." you know, uh, running ads or doing any marketing besides just talking about what I do and how I'm investing money. And I've been able to now create a business where I'm living my life on my terms, literally, and, you know, able to travel nine countries in in three months or just do nothing. In 2020, I did not a single deal between May through October because I chose not to. I said, all right, well, I did one flip in 2020. I made enough money that I needed to for the year. I'm done. I just stopped looking at deals. And that's a choice that I could have never had had I been sticking to that W-2 income or done something which is just pure, you know, oh my God, it's only just because if I I don't do this, I'm not going to be able to survive. So it's just finding a way to show the value in a secure deal, in a secure investment, Allows other people to then trust you and, and come in and say, "All right, help us place the money, and, and let's see if it's really working the way you say." And people have gone from one deal to twenty deals within six months through me, just because of the way this this life cycle of the loan works, right? right? They're they're getting their money back in weeks to months at a time, and they're like, "Oh my god, it, it worked exactly like you said it would. Let's try it again."
1: Yeah, and it sounds like it sounds like almost the demand side drove yourself drove your business to where it caused you to say, "Hey, it's you, you have these." You have these operators in your market that you know yep. that you've worked with and they're saying, hey, we need more, we need more. So you went out yep. and found more for those people that needed it. And it exactly. just sort of drove your business to growth. And now you have several investors you're working with and you're placing more and more capital all the time. Exactly. Um, so is it in your business now, is it more important for you? I guess it does, I don't know if this is what you thought of when you were doing these things, but is it is it more important to you now to, to sort of have a business that drives your lifestyle Or or what is it that, what is it that you're hoping to do next with your business? I guess is really my question.
2: Oh man, I think, you know, I I love the one-on-one that exists in this private lending space because I'm dealing with one-on-one of the lenders and I'm dealing one-on-one with the borrowers. And that to me is the most important thing is I I love being social. I love talking to people and educating them and, and helping them understand the business or, or talking through their business plan and making sure it's sound so I can get them the funds that they need because I can then sell that business plan to others. And so for now, that's, that's working out really well. My kids are quite young, six and eight years old, and I'm still taking them to their gymnastics and ballet and hip hop and soccer and you name it, I'm there at every single practice, every single class. And, and I think eventually I wanna to get to a space where I can get the scale. You know whether it be a, a fund that I can help raise, whether it be syndications that I can be part of, or that I can help raise capital for, where I can be part of that GP team in a syndication for multifamily, and say, all right, you know what? I have control that I can tell you that okay, I can vouch for the team. I know I have control over the asset. I know what I'm talking about based on my history. Let's put some capital here, and and then grow the scale so that I can. Take a back step and say, "All right, well, I can I can maybe get a couple of people on my team to help do the investor relations, or I can get a couple of people to help bring the deal flow, and then take a step back and have even more time for my family, while still generating enough or more returns than now." So, that's that's of course the end goal is where you can operate a business and then get to the business for get the business to the point where you can just step yourself out, you can, and, and get other people to manage it for you and, and be in control without having to spend the time and energy every day on keeping it going.
1: Yeah. For right now you're, you're successful with the single family loans that you're giving out, but you're, you're, you're hoping to expand into other asset classes and other, I guess, uh, equity placement types and things like that. So that's, that's your growth plan at the moment, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Well, so just for you, you're, you. You're unique in that you come from India, from your, where you're born in India and you've, you've been in America. And so the, the, the name of the podcast, Next Little American Dream, and it sounds like you're living out the American dream pretty clearly. Uh, so what does is, what is the American dream mean to you? I think
2: just that. I think living on your own terms, determining how you want your life to be is, I think, the key to the American dream for me. The opportunities are abundant. The way you can, whether it be a business, whether it be the job you do, whether it be the investment strategies you choose, whether it be the way you want your lifestyle to be, it's just the the opportunities are abundant here. And leveraging those opportunities, seeing identifying it, figuring out a way to make sure that you can get into that and and leverage that opportunity, and then making your lifestyle be exactly what you wanted it to be, that's what is, I think, key and the true American dream. It doesn't have Mm -hmm. to be the white ticket fence. It doesn't have to be that you have this amazing, huge house, 4,000 square feet and all that. It's not. I've downsized. I I was in a 3,000 square foot home, and now I'm living in a 1,300 square foot home. And even not, I'm living in a 400 square foot studio right now, the in-law unit on the side of that house, while I can get the rest of the house built. And, you know, it's not about size. It's about what your lifestyle is. To me, I want to travel more than I want to do anything else. And so if I can have a home that's big enough that I can live comfortably with my family and where the mortgage is small enough in an area and neighborhood that I love and my kids will grow up in, but I can take six months off and not worry about anything and go live in South America for six months or live in Europe for six months and not care, that's what is the true American dream for me is living the lifestyle that you choose, that you wanted to have and leveraging the opportunities that are available to make that happen.
1: So what do you think, or maybe one or two things that if you were to tell somebody, Hey, uh, this is what is making me successful, whether it be like a book or practice that you have every day or something like that, what do you think is, is something that's allowing you to, to be successful in, in achieving this American dream that you have?
2: I think it's stop chasing the money, chase the opportunities that will give you the lifestyle that you want. And, you know, I will, I don't do every single deal that comes across my desk. I've told no to investors because the deal, the business plan doesn't make sense. I could have made $2,000 commission on that loan if I did it, but I wouldn't have felt comfortable in, you know, for my lenders who put their money there or for the borrowers, because I know that the margin is too thin. Don't chase the dollars, don't chase the yield. Look at how that opportunity, whether it be a business or W-2 income or job or whatever it is, see how it impacts the lifestyle that you want. Because if you can have less headaches and spend more time doing what you love versus just chasing the yield of the dollars, you're going to be a lot more successful because you're going to want to do more better things for you and other people that you're trying to help. And that's going to help you get to your dream a lot faster.
1: Yeah, that's good advice. Well, how can people reach out to you if they wanted to kind of find out more about what you have going on? If they maybe wanted to invest in indie with you or something like that, how, how can people find you
2: Well, I think uh, the best place is my website, jgbllcre.com. There's a calendar link there. There's a few different podcasts that I've been on. And so it helps you understand where I come from, what I'm doing. I'm helping people and you can then reach out, set up a time to chat and we'll have a communication talk. We understand what your business goals are, what your investment strategies are and, and how we can help each other and grow together.
1: And are you looking for, for, for new investor connections?
2: All the time. I mean, if, yeah, if people okay. have money that they want to place, um, I'm always, the, the, the demand is still driving the business growth. It's it's yeah. never, it's not that I'm getting more money and I don't know where to put it. It's always, I'm, I'm having more requests from amazing qualified borrowers who have done, let's say 30, 40 deals with, and I just don't have the money to give them. And they're, they're just hungry for, for money to place and, and get their scale growing.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, we're good. Well, I really appreciate you coming on and talking to us and sharing that. It's it's a unique space that you operate in. Uh, I think it's I think it's pretty interesting. You know, most people that start in real estate, they start wholesaling or are you know, fixing and flipping. That's kind of the 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 default setting for most everybody. Yeah. And you've found this niche which is really interesting in a way to make money uh, in the single family space without having to do all the the you know, the the fix and flip the, stuff, yeah. the, the construction all that stuff. It's great. So I think that's pretty cool. interesting where you're at in the, in, in the real estate space. So thanks for coming on and telling everybody kind of how it works and, and, how, and how you do it. I appreciate that.
2: Yeah, and I think I'll say one more thing is that yeah. it's all about control. You are controlling the asset without having any liability. Yeah. And, and you can direct the, the investment strategy a little bit with your borrower and you can tell them what you're looking for, what you need out of the deal to make sure that you set the terms up front, right? So you're controlling the asset without having any of the liabilities. If someone trips and falls and they sue the owner, it's not you. And if God forbid the deal goes south, you're still the one, the first one to get paid back, even if it's not the investor. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's just, I think that, that that control space is amazing in this little niche. And a lot of the big banks or even hedge funds or equity funds or you know fix my fix the or fundmyflip.com or uh, all these funds that are out there, they don't operate in the 30, 50, 60, $75,000 loans that I'm doing because they just don't see the value in it. Whereas I'm able to find ways to make money for both sides, all three sides. I'm making money, the investor who borrowed is making money and the lender is making money. And all of us are happy in the deals that we're doing because it's just a quick turnover. So it's just finding a niche and making it work and make sure that you can uh, sort of explain the value of what you're doing to other people.
1: Yeah. And it's critical. I think some of the things that we went over, like it's critical to know who, who your borrowers are. You have a relationship with them, know your market very well. Like you do, you know, there's some things that you want to make sure you do, I think in your space. And I think if you cover those, it's a great business.
2: Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah, for sure. Well, thanks again. I really appreciate you coming on. We'll, we'll have to have you back when you start to expand and and talk about some of your other ventures. Okay.
0: I appreciate it, man. Thank you.
1: It was amazing having, uh, being here. Thank you. Thanks, Cuspreet. Talk to you soon.
0: Thanks for joining us for another episode of Next Level American Dream. If you would like to learn more about what we talked about today, want to contact the team directly, or are interested in passively investing and being a part of our deal room, head over to our website at www.thompsonmultifamilygroup.com. Before you go, please leave a review. Your comments help us create more episodes for you to enjoy.